Anchoring your negotiations using a range. One of the most powerful negotiation styles and negotiating techniques that a negotiator has available to them is what is called anchoring. Anchoring occurs when a negotiation is starting and you make an initial offer to the other side. This offer does not have to be the one that you think that you would actually accept. It can be quite arbitrary. The power of an anchor offer is that it pulls the discussion in its direction. How can you use this powerful technique to your best advantage? Ranges when anchoring. One of the biggest questions surrounding anchoring has always been whether or not your initial offer should be a single figure or a range of numbers. The people who study such things have looked into what the best type of initial offer is. The results of their studies have shown that expressing your offer in a range can be a wise move when you are in a negotiation, thanks to the anchoring bias. As with all such things in life, negotiation ranges don't just come in one flavor. Instead, there are three primary ranges that the negotiators use when we're making price offers. The first is called a bolstering range, and it includes the single-figure offer at one end and a more ambitious number at the other end. The next is called the back-down range. When you use this technique, you use the single-figure offer at one end and a less ambitious figure at the other end. Finally, you have the bracketing range. A bracketing range spans the single-figure offer, such as if you wanted to spend $1,000, but you offered $900 to $1,100. The use of ranges as a part of a negotiator's anchoring strategy has been studied by researchers. When placed in a negotiating situation, 51% of the participants in the study used bracketing range offers, 29% constructed a back-down range offer, and only 17% constructed bolstering range offers. This is where things start to get interesting. Research on the anchoring bias shows why range offers may often be ineffective. It turns out that if most people construct uh, unambiguous ranges, it's not surprising that their offers would lead to disappointing outcomes. Why you should bolster a range. What the researchers found in their studies was that when we bolster a range as a part of an anchoring technique, we can achieve the best results. When we aggressively stretch the bounds of a single-figure offer, this is what can be highly effective in price-haggling negotiations, thanks to the anchoring bias. Studies have shown that when buyers receive bolstering range offers, they will make greater concessions and more conciliatory counteroffers than did buyers who received the other types of offers. The basic question here is, why does this happen? It turns out that they assumed that the sellers had more ambitious bottom lines or reservation prices. The studies have also shown that buyers faced with the bolstering range offers were more concerned than buyers who received a single-figure offer that the other side would perceive them as impolite if they made an assertive counteroffer. The thinking here is that a range offer signals greater flexibility than the single-price offer. What this means is that the recipients of range offers may prefer to counter within the suggested range. There are other reasons that we may end up using the bolstering range technique of anchoring. One reason is that negotiators who make bolstering range offers seem to avoid the reputational damage that often accompanies aggressive offers that come along with an anchoring bias. 
What happens is that ranges appear to convey flexibility and accommodation, so they may offset the assertiveness conveyed by asking for more. We need to keep in mind that there are limitations to the effectiveness of bolstering range offers. First, very wide ranges did not yield significant gains. Ranges of about eh, 5 to 20% of the base figures appear to work best. In addition, bolstering ranges that started with an extreme value and extended to an even more aggressive figure were also not beneficial. A way to improve your negotiation skills with the help of the anchoring bias is to craft a bolstering range in which you claim more value while preserving a strong relationship with your counterpart. What all of this means for you. The goal of any principled negotiation is to get the other side to accept our offer. One way to move things along is to use the anchoring technique in which you make an initial pricing offer and then all future conversations use that offer as a starting point. It turns out that there's a variation on anchoring called ranges that can make it even more powerful. However, there's a number of different ways to use ranges in conjunction with anchoring. When using ranges to present an anchor price to the other side, there are three different ways that you can do it. The first is called the bolstering range. The next is called the back down range. And finally, you have the bracketing range. Studies of each of these techniques have shown that range offers may often be ineffective if people construct unambiguous ranges. When we bolster a range as part of an anchoring technique, we can achieve the best results. A range offer signals greater flexibility than a single price offer. Ranges appear to convey flexibility and accommodation, and so they may offset the assertiveness conveyed by asking for more. Negotiators are always looking for new and better tools in order to make our next negotiation turn out the way that we want it to. Anchoring has been around for a while as a powerful and effective way to set the tone for a negotiation. It turns out that if we couple this technique with the use of ranges, we can move things along even faster. In your next negotiation, give anchoring with a range a try and see how it works out for you. 